Welcome back to Action Ignited, the place to be for personal development and growth. Today, myself and my co-host, Is Hat a Hat, are going to be going over embracing change and thriving in transition. So if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, leave a review. Um, but with that, Is, how you doing? Oh, I'm feeling good, man. I'm excited to talk about another good topic. I think this is something that we have plenty of stories that we can share. So it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, love the topic too. I think today will be more of that, us going through our experiences. There will be lessons of what we thought we did well, what we could do better throughout, um, rather than just, you know, bulling it out some tips. But hopefully everyone can take some some value out of these stories and uh, use them for themselves. Yeah, I, I think that um, the three main topics and I guess we'll call them points that we'll go over. Uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun to reverse order it and technically start from present day, but reverse order in the sense of we'll talk a little bit career wise. Um, you may have heard some of us speak as far as our content and other episodes we have so far, but we want to talk a little bit about careers, where we're at, what kind of brought us to where we're at, a little bit about our moving experience. We both had a really unique time uh, within that and obviously experiencing what we are now, where we're living. And then we'll talk a little bit about athletics. We didn't want all the podcasts to be all about athletics because this isn't an uh, athlete-only podcast, but we do want to share that too because I, I think it's huge when it comes to the topic of like changing your identity. So yeah, with all that being said, want to kick this thing off a little bit about career wise yeah for sure i think you know especially the thriving in transition side of things is difficult to do i got let go back in may of this year so when you first have something like that happen it wasn't expected so um wasn't super prepared but you know there's ways you could prepare ahead of time, just financially, so you're not stressing completely. But it's still there, regardless of if you have an emergency fund or not. And that's that's one of my biggest things was I had an emergency fund, so I wasn't panicked right away and pushing myself into some situation that you know wasn't in line with my career path. So I think that enabled me to have the time to actually focus on one really just decompressing from the situation and getting my head clear you and i decided to start this podcast in that time of transition of just getting all the background stuff set up figuring out what we needed to do equipment all that type of stuff and then of course securing my my actual current job um that i'm working in tech sales um that's in my standard kind of career path that I've been following. So I think it's really just realizing that time is our most valuable asset at the end of the day. So unfortunately for us to have time to be able to think through and do all these things without just panicking and trying to take the first job that comes our way in this scenario, it is having that emergency fund, the runway to be able to set yourself up where you're not just panicking. And I think that gave me some peace of mind for a few months while all this other stuff was moving and kind of goes back to what you put into the universe comes back to you. So um, you start putting energy into things, opportunities tend to to come your way. I, you know, you beat me to the point because in my head, I just kept repeating it. So I wouldn't forget <laughs> um, is that idea of time because um, in this aspect or in this 
particular subject, when it comes to career change, it almost feels like, oh, I don't have enough time to find something different. Like I need to do this right now or else this bill is coming up or whatever the case is coming up. And I think one, you set yourself up for success where, hey, along the way, I wasn't just saving only because I knew I'd lose this. Like you were just being proactive and you were doing that for yourself. So you saved and had a little bit of cushion. But I think you almost realize where it feels like we are scarce on time. That's where if you can be present within the time that you actually have, that time can feel a little bit longer. Meaning you found that, hey, I have this set period of time where maybe I don't have a job and I'm not working these set hours. Let me do something about that. Um, so you're proactive applying for different things. And then you had some time in your schedule to work on things that really interested you that maybe you wouldn't have tried if you didn't have an open period of time. So it's almost perspective there too. Did you feel like did some days feel longer than others and some time feel shorter than others? I feel like you may feel both. Or- yeah, I think early on the days felt long but quick because like I didn't know what I wanted to do what I was going to do from there besides just hey let me start my job search then as kind of the initial I guess shock of it all wore off it was hey I have eight hours free every day that I didn't have prior you can only apply to so many jobs and actually do it in an effective manner unless you're just blasting out stuff so this is like it's really true whether you're just coming out of college and looking for your first job or if you're, you know, in between jobs for whatever reason. So at that point, I felt like time started to slow down because I realized I had all this time, which is what enabled me to do, aside from a job search and trying to get my next sales job, think about what I wanted to do outside of that podcast being one of them. And um, this startup just kind of something that I'm passionate about and fits right in line with kind of where my priorities lie. Yeah, I feel like it ended up being a situation where I just realized I have all this time to be doing things I actually care about while also trying to secure my next career step as well. So for me, if you're in that situation, it's hard because, you know, if you weren't prepared for it or not as prepared as you'd like to be, there's a lot of stress that goes with it too. Um, it's not easy every day, but like, if you can, like you said, be present in those moments, I think that's where you can really get a lot done if you get your mindset straight. Cause if you're in a positive mindset, you do quickly realize how much time you do truly have. Yeah, that's a good point. It almost lets you kind of think straight and then the answers kind of come to you and it's like, okay, I can do this right now versus, okay, I need to do blah, blah, blah. blah. It's a whole list of things. Like how am I going to get any of it done? becomes so overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that brings me from from your perspective. I know there was a a point in time when you transitioned from your more corporate style job to running your own business online, you know, during the, the pandemic, really. Curious how that shift worked for you as far as timing, figuring out, you know, how to structure your day. Wasn't, I like to say I wasn't fully prepared for it all. Um, but you kind of just live and learn from it. So in my timeline, I graduate graduate winter of 2018 and my first two jobs out of college, because I had no idea what to do, were essentially business jobs. And the one that stuck with me for some time, I was an office assistant for a bank firm. Um, Thankfully, I networked and my stepmother helped me get in. And within that, 
you know, I'm working for almost two years and I'm not, I'm not enjoying anything. I enjoyed the first like month just because it's like a corporate high of, Oh, I get to wear nice clothes to work. And then you just realize it's the same thing over and over again. And like not talking down on anybody who's in a corporate setting. It's just, it wasn't for me. I didn't find it fulfilling. Um, so in the process being an ex athlete and finding out, you know, wellness is what I like and fitness is what I like. I ended up doing a hobby of creating programs for other people. I've been doing it for years as just fun. And then I did it even more serious when I was working uh, full time. And then I got my certification to be a, you know, a certified personal trainer. And when I did that, I started training on the side. I was training people um, at a local field and at home. And then it got to a point where I'm like, Hey, I've saved some money. I've built a little bit of a clientele. Let's see how this will go. So I leave my job. And when I left, I had such a hot start. I was like, wow, this is good. And we can go into this another episode, but as far as like entrepreneurship and like business model, I didn't have the best model, at least to start. Um, nothing was reoccurring. So I had a lot of money come in, but then if nobody continued training with me, um, there was no initiative for them to really continue. And I would see a drop in income. So long story short, I found myself with really secure, consistent income, some benefits into making some money on the side as a side hustle. And then I leave the job and I'm side hustling full-time I seeing good money start and after three or four months, it's just, it's down. I'm going down like big drops of money, like a little over a thousand per month going down. And then it just got to a point where it's like, I had money saved and I'm using credit cards. Um, so from that point on, it's like, how do I thrive in this? And it's like, I need to learn more. Um, I had the time to do it. Thankfully, I picked up another job and I was working from home, um, networked with more people, got more certifications under my belt, and then just really like stacked the time that I had within learning and then trying to stay in a positive mindset. So with all that being said, um, I just try to focus in on one day at a time. And I, I learned through some type of failure. And my failure, in my opinion, in that time was just seeing everything that was like safety and security kind of just go away. And it's like, how do I manage it in this? And granted, my, um, you know, circumstances were relatively easy. I was living at home, but there were still a lot of bills to pay and things of that nature. I, I love what you said, because I feel like for the people that are a little more entrepreneurial, it does shine some light on, you know, anything worthwhile, anything that's hard to do comes with a lot of risk too. Yeah. And you have to learn from it. No one's going to go out there that's never run a business before and do everything right the first time. So, you know, knowing where you are today, um, you've been able to kind of pivot, continue to learn, continue to grow and operate in kind of two different domains at this point. Um, how would you kind of describe, you know, when you were on that a little bit of a downhill slide to be able to one pivot, move in with your, um, significant other now fiance and move to Boston from New Jersey yeah. as well as, you know, start working, um, at jet. Yeah, that's a really great question. And, and we could start talking about the move a little bit. So <laughs> thriving in that, you know, I mentioned that it, it was tough at first. I didn't know exactly what to do. So in the process, I go and do the certification in 2021. So I leave my job um, early in 2021, I believe it was like March 24th. Um, later that that year, I go do the certification in Boston and I meet a few people and all this. And literally not until a year later, I reach out 
to a few other coaches that I networked there. And we were put in this private Facebook group. And one of the guys that answered was the owner of the studio I work at now, Jet Boston. His name is Jeff Janey. And him and two other people, two other organization, organizations allowed me to come up to Boston and meet them. And within that meeting these people, I realized this is what's going to bridge the gap for me because I'm going to learn to get more experience. I'm going to become a better professional. And what is being offered is an opportunity I've never got to like to do, or it never presented itself because I was just by myself. I get to be around a team of professionals who've been in the game longer than me. So I kind of thrived in that transition because I was really ready to go and ready to learn and contribute that way. And then two, Mm -hmm. The transition of like, how am I going to move? I don't see X amount of income. I'm only on one income. I'm doing solo stuff. What do I do? Let me just stay back in in Jersey. But I didn't see myself live there. So the bridge to the gap was joining a studio that felt like home for me that I can learn from. Um, And then, you know, from 2021 to 2022, I ended up moving 2022 in that April. And I've been there. I've been in Boston for over a year now. and then we're just learning every day, man. Um, but that move, again, I may have said it before on the our episodes, was subconsciously and consciously really inspired by what you've done. Because you're born and raised in Pennsylvania, close-knit family like myself, but that was your spot. And that's where you went to college. And then you are a lifelong Dolphins fan. And just like literally pack your shit, excuse my language, um, <laughs> pack your stuff with your best friend and you, and you guys move. And I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing ever. So um, if you had any questions also, let me know, but shed some light on, on your move. Cause that's kind of what's kickstarted mine. You know, I think it kind of shows not every story is exactly the same either. And I think a lot of it is unique to every person. Um, for me, it was right after college. I had a job offer lined up to move down here to Florida And it's interesting because I think it's all comes down to what's the risk you can tolerate. If the answer is not much, how can you make it as easy for yourself as possible to do what you truly want? So it's like, I wanted to do this. I wanted to take this chance, but you know, there's certain things that you can't completely ignore. You know, there's the financial side of it. There's the student loan side of it um, that needs to be taken into consideration because I have to pay for that on top of, you know, everyday living expenses like rent, utilities, groceries, all that stuff. All of that gets taken into consideration. And it was just a risk that I needed to take because at the end of the day, I my whole goal is I don't want to have any deathbed regrets. So to say, that's one thing I always go back to. It's a little morbid, but it's just like for me, it's I think Gary V says it. I don't even know. I heard it somewhere and like it just it's stuck with me of like if it's something I see myself regretting at the end of my life, I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that makes me very nervous about doing it, or I actually think it's genuinely like going to be very risky, I just try to find whatever way I can to lower that risk level. So whether first coming down here, there wasn't too, too much because it got set up in a decent situation with the job, um, helping me relocate and stuff like that financial wise. So that helped lessen the burden without that. I don't know that it would have been possible. It's not like I had a bunch of money sitting in there after college. So, so like within this topic of just thriving in this transition, how do you 
stay in the transition and we've talked about this part a little bit but how do you stay in this transition when people around you that like you care and love for and they care and love for you too are pulling you the opposite way of like oh that's not the right decision or that's not that's not going to be a smooth transition yeah i think the the hardest thing is you kind of have to look at their current life their life experiences and ask yourself the question of where is this coming from? Is this coming from a place of experience of failed opportunity that they did? Or did they never push outside of that comfort zone in the same way, basically, is the way I look at it. Yeah. That's like their life experience. That's what they know. You can't really expect them to be like, oh, yeah, it's a great thing. Go do it just because they don't have that in their in their brain as something that's worked for them. Yeah. So for me, it's if I want to forge my own path and do something special, something that I'm truly passionate about, I have to do things slightly different. Now, you know, there's other situations. And I think it goes back to that topic of like, make sure you're taking advice from the right people. If you want advice on how to run a business, don't ask someone that's never owned a business. Try to find someone that can mentor you that's been running a business successfully for, you know, 5, 10, 15 plus years and take advice from that person. Not everything they say is going to be completely accurate, but they know a lot more than someone that's never done it. So I think it's just being aware that not everyone has the same life experience and being able to take the good and the bad from everyone's advice, whether it's wanted or um, unprompted. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I relate to that too, in the sense of like, you know, we can always talk about family being kind of a kryptonite. That's mine as far as if you grow up with a close knit family and or and family and or friends. And that's what I noticed over some time as I matured, I was able to actually like absorb and like listen to what was being said was it wasn't like anybody was talking down on each other. It's just more of like, hey, I only see things this way. So please just do it this way. I don't know. I, I'm scared for you if you do it another way. Like, I don't know how it's going to turn out. So then advice from that point of view ends up being like, no, don't do that. So you are absolutely right on that. I definitely agree and feel that too. Yeah, I think that's the hard part because we're talking about, you know, thriving in transition. And I think part of what helps in those situations is having some kind of support system that that works for you and works in your favor. And it can be tricky when people close to you are kind of saying the opposite or against what your, your goal or your mission is. Um, and I think that's why it is important to have people around you that, you know, are able to kind of check you and put you in your place when you're maybe thinking too crazy, um, but also have people in your corner that believe in you and will support you in anything that's uh, at least within reason. So I think that's a really big thing because without that, it's hard to, it's really hard to kind of forge your own path on your own, I think, with zero support from friends or mentors or something. Let's talk about support within sports. So you and I both have a little bit different how, you know, athletics ended for us. We're both fortunate enough to play the next level. Um, and we both had support when that time ended for us. Uh, so I don't know if you want to kick it off first, no puns intended with football, but <laughs> kick it off with, you know, how that chapter ended for you, how it felt, some, maybe some challenges that came along the way, who was your biggest support along the way, some of those things there. Yeah, honestly, I think it was unique and tough because mine ended somewhere in the midst of the 
our juniors, well, we were at different times, my junior season. And when I decided to leave, it was a weird time because I'd never known anything more than being a student athlete, really. Like we had jobs as banquet servers, but like, you know, that's that's not my life goal was to be a banquet server. So, so that didn't really do much. But, um, you know, I mean, I think for me and my family, Megan obviously supported my decision. Um, and ultimately, it's one of those things that, I never could have got to the next stage without football at the end of the day because the person that got me an internship was the guy I sat next to in a locker or at, in the locker room, Tanner Coleman. Um, he helped me get an internship at his company, Mobinity, that he was working for at the time, um, which then, you know, over the course of my internship turned into a job. And then because I had that experience was the main reason that I got the job in Florida was that that experience helped me build my resume. You know, without that, I just look at it as like, I might not be sitting here today in this chair. And that's, uh, I I just think everything happens for a reason, even if at the time it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like all, all those things couldn't have happened without each other, which is pretty crazy to think about at the end of the day. It's crazy. How about you? Like, well, we'll never know like how some dots connect until you get to that that point where you're supposed to see like, okay, this dot was here because of everything that just happened. Yeah. Even I think about how me and you like met and actually became friends. It's not that we walked up to each other and said, Hey, what's up? It's your roommate at the time since I was commuting, saw me sitting in the locker room just chilling in between practices, said to come back to like your like on campus slash off campus house, whatever that was called, but the haunted place. (laughs) Uh, um, And like, that's really how we became friends. And it's like, that's obviously transpired into a number of different things throughout the years and this now, and it's all crazy how things work out when you truly look back. But um, yeah. How about, how about you and your experience when you, uh, you ended football and kind of went into that next phase of your life? Yeah, transitioning was is tough for me. I'm getting better at it. Um, for me, I fall so in love with routine, routine and structure that when I get off of it, I'm very uncomfortable. And when football was ending and school was ending for me, you know, a lot of friends graduate before and some are graduating after. And it's like, it was the awkward time we're graduating in the winter. And then I didn't know anything other than football. And that was like my identity. I'm an athlete. And anybody would ask him, Oh, I'm an athlete. Even when it's like talking about work, the first thing I'd say is I'm an athlete. So knowing that that was going to end, I did not thrive in that transition. At first, I went through a really dark mental health space. Um, I had a panic attack for the first time. And I've kind of recognized that this isn't okay. And I kept hiding it and I couldn't function through class. Uh, I couldn't think straight. I couldn't even remember plays anymore. So I finally end up speaking to somebody on campus. And then I spoke to my coaches, our coaches. And that was like the first step for me to work towards this transition that I knew was coming because I was very afraid of it. My perfect world would have been, I would have played football overseas um, and I would have kept playing and then maybe coached athletes um and i didn't really find passion in getting back into the sport because i was just so defeated as far as well i wanted my personal accolades to look different than they did so i felt like i was failing there and the fact that i didn't have a plan for after school and after football i was like i'm a failure like this is it so i crashed rock bottom when i thought that hey this is it that's my chapter lived a great life like literally like that oh it's great life cool athlete i'm done um 
And I had a night in November of 2018 where um, I said goodbye to some friends. Football just literally just ended that night. And I really contemplated taking my life. Um, And it was like something came over me that following that night into the following morning where I knew that there might be something tomorrow. So, you know, I said a little bit of a prayer. My mom used to send me Joel Osteen videos. I would like literally watch those. And there were some things that kept popping up in my mind. And I ended up waking up the next morning and I was like, we'll we'll figure out what's going to happen. And then each day I was just like, I'll figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. I'll figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. But then over time, being where I'm at now, instead of saying, I'll figure out what's going to happen tomorrow, it was more of like, oh, I'm excited to discover what today brings. And then that helped me be a little bit more present. So long story short, I didn't, I had a really hard time with transition at first. And then I had to take a step back and it was like, what are the things that interest me? What are the things that I love? What gives me fulfillment? And that's what kind of brought me into the wellness coaching and personal training. Um, And then I was able to kind of deal with that transition of, okay, that chapter is over. It's okay. That's not like the only chapter I could write what I want to write next. And then here we are, we're writing in the next chapter to our our journeys uh, individually and together so that is the journey in a nutshell i know you've been open about this on uh social media for a little while now as you've been going through your coaching business but you know um at the time didn't even know anything was going on with you and now i look at you and just kind of the way you've been able to come out of that darkness and turn it into something beautiful of not only did you figure it out for yourself, but you're helping people every day from a physical, mental wellness perspective. And me, myself, going through your um, kind of coaching and training, it's much more than just the the physical of what you get from a personal trainer. It's in-depth and actually taking care of yourself mentally, finding ways to kind of separate yourself from all the noise in the outside world and making sure you're set up. So um, to me, that's, it's a beautiful thing that you've been able to take that kind of lowest point and turn it into your true passion purpose of helping others. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Those words mean a lot and you don't really realize it in the moment when, you know, things are changing and chapters are closing. It, it really does feel like, okay, well, this is it. So like, whether it's a career ending or um, again, like for us, it was athletics, whether it's starting a new hobby or starting uh, a new journey to reach a certain goal, like a fitness goal. It's like, well, how am I going to get there? Or sometimes you just feel like I'm completely stuck where I'm at. Like, I'm not going to be able to see the other side. And it's like, you can look at what's going to happen tomorrow, but what can you do today? And you take it from there. This, I think you're a, a true testament of that, of how you can can bounce back, do something inspiring. And then here you are sharing that journey with so many other people. Well, I can't think of a, a better way to wrap up today's episode. From that perspective, any last uh, any last tips of advice? Um, no, I would just say, you know, really try to be as present as you can. We're in, in a, a life where everything is easy to compare to others, compare your, you know, spot where you're at now, your journey, your chapter right now to somebody else's. But if, in our opinion, in my opinion, if you really want to thrive into the next part of your life, to be inspired by action and to move forward, you'll have to just focus in on the next step. And the next step starts with what's what can happen right now. And it's not what's going to happen tomorrow. And things get easier from there. Love that, man. Well, I appreciate everyone tuning into today's episode. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe and leave a review um, for more episodes just like today. And with that, until next time. Peace out, everybody.